successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. You're listening to 980 AM and to GrillNationShow.com. Appreciate you joining us as well on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. I had a little... Screw up with the iTunes last week, but I think it should be back to normal and working. I, I do the coding myself on the back end. So hopefully, if you're listening via podcast today on iTunes, I appreciate you joining us as well on there. Uh, great to have everyone back again this week on Grill Nation Show. Got an exciting show today. I want to really quickly, briefly comment about our great supporters and partners of the show, one of which is going to be joining me today. Clifton Alexander, guest host and on-air contributor, Reactor Design Studios, will be joining me in just a second. Also want to thank our title sponsors, Trust, Bank of Kansas City, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Also our contributors, uh, the Rieger KC and Jay Rieger and Co. And Kansas City Power and Light District. Thanks for your support of the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I've tried my best to post things on all over social media these days, whether it's on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, just to search for Jason Grill or Grill Nation Show and you'll find us there. I want to bring in our guest today and our, our co-host and on-air contributor, partner, supporter of Grill Nation Show. We just had him on a few weeks ago, Clifton Alexander, and uh, have him back in studio. He joins us every month uh, for the first show of our month and uh, he is excited to be here, I assume, right Clifton? Oh yeah, what's up man? <laughs> Good to see you again. I haven't seen you in a few weeks, but it seems like just the other day we were uh grabbing lunch and yep. uh getting uh you were you were driving me around in your new car <laughs> yeah mini cooper <laughs> yeah yeah That's uh, fun. very fast and fun um you've been doing a lot of things and we'll get into our guest here in a second actually let's let's start with our guest so we're gonna have on the show um michael amagoni who's the owner of amagoni winery and well, urban vineyard that urban the, winery and vineyard exactly yeah. and i wanted to make sure we got that right down in the west bottoms Really cool space. I've been Very there cool. for a few uh, events actually, uh, and have just really take, taken a liking to the place. It's you know it's a pretty cool little spot there in the West Bottoms. Yeah, they have a great tasting room. They have event space. They've really done a good job over the last number of years, just growing from just being a small um, winery, just trying to make some wine into being a full fledged wine company. I mean, they bottle a lot of wine now, and um, they're growing their own grapes and event space and tasting room and down right down there in the urban core of the city in the west bottoms it's a very very cool business a lot of unique things about their wine but also too about their unique space so we're going to get into that on the show with the founder michael amangoni he's definitely italian i think i don't know that's <laughs> we'll a good question that. we'll learn that soon <laughs> um the website for them is amagoni.com that's a-m-i-g-o-n-i.com and uh, really unique things they do with their wine, and they actually make it here in Missouri, which is really cool. Pretty cool. Uh, and so we're going to get into that. We're also going to get in with Michael about the West Bottoms. There's been a lot of changes going on there. Kemper Arena is, 
I believe has now been sold, yep. and they are going to be putting in a youth sports facility down there. A uh, little change from the American Royal. So, yep. and, and there's a lot of development happening down there, and it should continue. And it's it's one of the hotter areas right now in Kansas City, along with the East Crossroads neighborhood, that have really kind of started to take off. And so I'd like to get his take on, you know, he's been down there for a while Yeah, they've, now. they've been a huge part of the of the revitalization of that West Bottoms area, and they're they're just poised to take off and just keep doing more stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're right there in the heart of it, uh, right there by Kemper. And um, I think we'll we'll hear some really cool stuff about what's going on. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so we'll have him on the show today. I also want to talk to him about some of his branding. You've done some branding work with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, might need to get us some new products they're going to be releasing. Yeah, or they hopefully. Have. I don't know. We'll see. We'll um, see. Yeah. We've been working with the Amagonis since almost day one when they started a long, long time ago. And uh, just a great family, a great business, and just seeing them grow and uh, us being, my company being a part of that has been really neat over the last few years. And so I'm hoping we'll get some really good stories uh, today out of what they're doing and, and what's coming up. And that too. company, by the way, is Reactor Design Studios. The website is reactorkc.com. Great website. Clifton is involved in, in all kinds of different projects. And uh, if you need help with any type of creative creative work, branding, yeah. ideas, marketing, I mean, they do everything. And uh had a chance to uh, to work with some Clifton on some projects with media relations and whatnot and public affairs work and I can't can't say how highly enough how uh, how innovative they are and how thanks. creative you guys are. Hey, thanks. Located in the uh, Crossroads area, their office, uh, great space. Just look for the orange awning, I believe, and the orange everything. If, if you see orange on Grand Boulevard around 18th <laughs> Street, that's probably us. Uh, come on and visit you. sometime. Come in and visit and. Uh, one thing I want to talk to you briefly about is you had a recent trip to Disney World with your yeah. family. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And one of the things that you uh, wanted to get into is kind of the tech around what's going on down there. Disney, man, I tell you what, I, I they are just so incredibly good at figuring out how people uh, need to move around their parks and what they're doing and and all the the situations to get probably it's probably all designed to get people to pay more money and to to buy more stuff, right? Um, but experiencing that firsthand as a marketer was really interesting with the, the magic bands that they have. I don't know if you've heard of the magic bands. I have not. I have no basically kids, just a so little, it's a little RFID reader. It looks like a little watch that you put on your wrist and it literally is linked to your reservations at restaurants. It's linked to your credit card so you can pay at any Disney related store, even their big shopping malls and stuff they have there. It's, um, linked to fast passes so you can get on the rides quicker. You can mm-hmm. get in the parks with the with the little magic band, I mean, the entire experience is wrapped around what happens on this band, and then it's connected to your mobile app. And so everything you need for your entire stay is right there on your mobile app and on the band. You literally almost don't need to bring your wallet anywhere you go. Um, it's very easy for the kids to just tap their magic band on something to pay for it, right? It's kind of a, a little bit scary for oh the my parents, gosh, but yes. you have to have a pin, you know, to buy stuff. But I think the, the cool thing about it is, and the most interesting scenario is I think just the sheer amount of data that they're going to be able to collect through doing something like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, every single time you walk onto a ride, every time you eat lunch, every time you walk into the park, every time you do anything, they're capturing that data of where you are, when you went there and how you're flowing through the parks and where you're going and what things you're experiencing, how much money you're spending. Um, Just the, the, the sheer set of data on their customers has got to be mind blowing. I can't even fathom how they, are going to interpret all of that, but it all just leads to bigger and better experiences for mm-hmm. their guests. And uh, theoretically for them getting people to spend a little bit, just a little bit more money. Yeah, if right. every, if every millions of people spend five more dollars, 
and just five more dollars, right? Yeah, right. Think about how much more millions of dollars that is every year. For crazy. Them, so. It's crazy. Yeah. Super crazy. So, and I, did, I, I was uh, surprised there was Fast Passes now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that shows you yeah. how to date I am. I mean, man, I was going to Worlds of Fun. There was no Fast Pass. Now there yeah, is I, there, actually. Which, no, they have. I no went kidding. back okay. uh, a couple years ago, okay. uh, a couple summers ago with some friends. Just We were like, you know, in the summer, let's do something different. Yeah. We went to Worlds of oh, Fun. Good. And rode the Fear of Denial about eight times. It was awesome. awesome. But, uh, yeah, there's a fast pass it's, down. It's good in a lot of ways, and it's frustrating in other ways, you know, because you you want to get on a ride immediately, but sometimes there's an hour and a half wait, so then you have to wait. But then you don't want to wait. And so it's this weird sort of uh, – it's a good but sometimes frustrating. Frustrating too, to see all those you people. Just, you just don't want to wait. And that's the one thing theme parks haven't quite figured out is how to prevent people from waiting. That because long. even if I have my fast pass for three o'clock, I saw it, it might only be noon. I still have to wait till three o'clock to ride the ride. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a little bit of an issue there. Once I jump in the line, it's only a five minute wait and I'm in and out. But um, I don't know. Eventually they're going to figure it out. I love it. Clifton Alexander, Reactor Design Studio is my guest. We're going to be also joined by Michael Amangoni from Amangoni Urban uh, Vineyards here in a second. Urban yep. Winery, excuse yep. me. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. Running down the street like your hair's on fire Thoughts running fast like a man on a wire Can't stop laughing but I don't know Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill, joined today by guest host and supporter of the show, Clifton Alexander from Reactor Design Studios. The website is reactorkc.com. Uh, great first segment with Clifton. Welcome back to the show, Clifton. Thank you, sir. It's great to have you in studio. And one of the great things about Clifton is he knows a lot of really cool people that are doing cool things. I know a lot of people. And uh, one of our great guests today, we're going to have him on for the rest of the show, as we as we previewed in our first segment, is Michael Amagoni from the Urban Winery in Kansas City, located in the West Bottoms. Michael, I've been to your uh, your location there once or twice for an event or two, so I'm excited to have you back on the show today. Well, I appreciate you having us. Having us on here. It's yes. great to have you. I mean, I, uh, I've i been there. I really like the space. So I really wanted to talk to you first off, and Clifton will, will, will chime in here, but about the background because an urban winery, okay. well, tell us when you started this, <laughs> you know, the West Bottoms. We'll get into that in the next segment more, but just tell us about your background. Uh, it's well, pretty you know, we, um, we started in our backyard in Leewood. We were in uh, Old Leewood. We started um, – I started making wine in my basement. Really? <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. And then uh, we uh, branched out into uh, growing some grapes in our backyard. See, and now, we did. my dad did that when I was a kid. But we never, we never, in your backyard? He did. He had grapes. And I remember him trying to make wine at one point, but... That was it. There was no winery after that, no no locations, but uh, so, that's kind of how it starts, right? Yeah, and so what we wanted to do um, is something a little bit different than all the sweet wines and everything that were happening in the surrounding area, and there's nothing bad about sweet wines. People like that and so forth, but we thought we were going out to Sonoma and Napa as a couple, as our kids were growing up and we were saying, you know, we really like these, the dry wines and so forth. So we said, is there any way we could do that in um, this part of the country? And so we started growing 
40 plants of Cabernet Franc in our backyard in Leewood. <laughs> and, and and it worked. It worked. A lot of challenges, though, I, I know. and It's not a walk in the park. Right. Yep. Why is that? Why is it so hard to oh, do? Oh, it's, uh, you know, you, you may have these uh, weather uh, situations that kill buds and so forth on your vines. But at the end of the day, it's a lot better than what I think uh, other people have. That's great. That's great. And I, I, you know, I'm just starting to learn more about wine, Clifton. (laughs) We've had a, we had a wine sommelier on the show, uh, Doug Frost. Oh, yes. Yeah, I do a lot of things with Doug. He is a uh, really smart wine guy. Yes, he's great. But, uh, but, you know, this is interesting and it's, it's, it's cool that you guys have that location, I feel like. Now, how did that come about? Why did you decide to leave Leewood? The ba- the basement of the house and 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 set foot in uh in the West Bottoms. Well, my my wife manages all that property down there. In West oh, great! Bottoms. Yeah, so she's been there for twenty three years. Okay, great. Uh, so you've my, heard a lot of stories over the years about yeah, my <laughs> wife Carrie, and then we've seen it evolve, and we saw where um there was a uh, situation where the crossroads was starting to get totally uh, saturated, mm-hmm. and then the next frontier was the West Bottoms. Mm-hmm. Now, did you grow up here in this region? I didn't. I grew up in, uh, you know, near Bloomington Normal, uh, okay. near State Farm, you know, <laughs> yeah. over there in central Illinois. Uh, I went to University of Illinois in Chicago and got my master's degree in finance. So, no, I didn't. But I, when I came here, I felt like this was home. Oh, that's great. That's I've what been we here hear, for we 25 hear, years. We hear, that, we hear that a lot, and that's cool, and. You've obviously seen a lot of changes. We talk a lot about downtown revitalization on Kansas City growing, and all the things that are happening right now seem to be helpful to your business, I would think. You know, the West Bottoms are busting, just busting. Um, we've got um, a new... Uh, well, you're pretty... You were one of the first people down there, right? We were, and we took a big chance. Yeah. You know, um, as a finance guy, I was like, oh, God, here we go, <laughs> here we go. This is a big chance. Um, we did that, and then we. Um, Carrie's been working on development for the uh, old Gold Knox, mm-hmm. and part of it is the new Stockyards Brewery, and the other half's going to be a new um, Stockyards um, or Gold Knox yeah. uh, restaurant. And then at the end of the street, I think the financial situation is intact. And I can't tell you for sure, but the financial thing is intact that we would, um, there's um, a, a group that's going to go ahead and build a uh, 212 um, apartment building at the really? end of the street. That'll be nice. Thinking, thinking about moving? <laughs> no, I'm, yeah? I'm not a moving guy. I already uh, live downtown, but I, uh, I, I, uh, I don't like that. But, hey, here's the deal. So, so we're talking about your, your wine. So you actually make this in Missouri, as you said, in the area. Uh, tell us about that because, you know, you talked about the evolution of, you know, the, the techniques used to protect the vines and about the climate issues. So now you've decided you're making this all locally. We're making it all in the West Bottoms. Okay. But you're also so, growing more than just out of your backyard. Right. Yeah. So we're growing. <laughs> we, we have 10 acres of vineyards that's 17 years old. 
um, over by Warren between Warrensburg and um, Lee Summit, little town called Centerview. Yeah, I've and, heard of that town before. So Centerview's over by Holden. Okay, we've been growing there for seventeen years. So everything we grow there comes back into the West Bottoms. Okay, and then as we've kind of evolved, we had this. You know, most most wineries across the country, they don't grow everything on their estate because they can't do it, mm-hmm. especially as you're growing. So what we've done is we've bought grapes from Lodi, California, which is real close to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And uh, they come in on refrigerated trucks and, and, you know, whole cluster grapes. And then we crush them to stem them and... We press them and ferment them and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so we have um, kind of evolved as we've grown into, you know, not only growing our own stuff, but some of the other stuff. What's it like for a guy like you to, when you go out to California, to Sonoma, to Napa, you mentioned that as kind of when you were, when you had your, raising your family going out there, what's that like? I mean, there's so many different wines out there. I mean, for a guy that's a wine person, what what is that experience like? You know, it's. Uh, I think it's sometimes a little bit. Um, um, r- r- Popular uh, guy over there, Clifton. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> phones, phones going off. Some emergency at the vineyard. Or something. <laughs> um, part of it is um, that um, we're always evaluating different wines. Like I was at a um, big wine conference in Sacramento last year, and they had like. Fit, you know, maybe 10 uh, uh, Barberas there. And I would put my Barbera at the top of the list. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I've never even heard of a, a Barbera. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a is a, what, what's a Barbera, a, first Barbera of all? Barbera is more of an Italian, you know, Italian type of grape. Okay. Yeah. So if you if you had a, let's, let's remove you from the conversation, your own business, what, type of a wine from what part of the world would you would you choose if you couldn't drink your own wine where would it where would it come from europe united states spain you know where are we talking here my favorite wine is from spain from spain and it's from uh, near barcelona and my favorite wine is clio okay c-l-i-o and it's my favorite wine. it's a uh, mavedra which I grow, mm-hmm. and they don't call it Mavedra there. <laughs> um, they call it Humilia or uh, Marci- Marcia, um, and um, that's one of my favorites. C-L-I-O. There you go, C-L-I-O. Clifton. Yeah. The next time you're in Barcelona. <laughs> it's, only, it it's only 40 bucks. That's it? That's yeah. it. Is it. Is it available in the United States? Oh, yeah. All over. Okay. There we go. We'll have to get that. Done. Done deal. Uh, Clifton and I will have to <laughs> yeah. enjoy that. Um, so, what? How big is this vine? Uh, the vineyard and uh, center it's ten vineyard? acres, and it's we've got acres. six acres planted. Like how many? How many grape? How many grapes are? How many bottles or or barrels can you get out of out of ten acres? Well, six or, acres or is six thousand um, vines roughly, okay. and we'll get about ten, twelve tons out of that. Ten to twelve. <clears> when do you get yeah. the most? When do you get the most? What part of the year? Does that happen with wine? I mean, is it? It, it always happens. Your, your harvest is always in September, mm-hmm. October. So you get one one crop per year. 
Wow. So if it's uh, so, if you have any issues with that crop, it's no way to save it. There's or a lot of barrels in, in the West yeah. Bottoms. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what's difficult about growing these type of grapes, like like uh, Cabernet Sauvignon and Cabernet Franc and Petit Verdot and Mavedra and um, so forth, uh, Viognier and Chardonnay. In our climate, is it's not a walk in the park. No, it's not, and it's seventy-five one day, and then it's forty the next, and it's yes. it's, it's a hailstorm the next night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had like a hailstorm yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not a walk in the park. But however, at the end of the day, when you when you are, are developing uh, an urban winery, you want to bring to the people of the city a little bit more sophisticated wine. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Michael Amagoni from Amagoni Urban <laughs> Winery. We'll be right back after the break. The website is amagoni.com. Uh, great information on there. I just clicked on your Amagoni bird netting uh, part of your website, which we might get into in a little bit. I don't know what that means, but we'll figure that out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. We'll be right back after the break. First things first, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. Welcome back to Grill Nation on 980 AM is talk980am.com. Appreciate you joining me as well on grillnationshow.com where you can find all of our podcasts, photos of our guests, and information about our social media channels right there as well as our great partners and supporters, one of which uh, on-air contributor and guest host is Clifton Alexander from Reactor Design Studios. He's with me on the show today. Also with me today is Michael Amagoni from Amagoni Urban Winery in the West Bottoms. Uh, website is amagoni.com, A-M-I-G-O-N-I.com. Great new website. And uh, you guys do a lot of different things at the Urban Winery, first off, um, one of which you do you do tasting. You have a tasting room that's open, uh, looks like Tuesday through Sundays. So that's a way people can come in and actually like check out your space and try the wine, right, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're kind of like you know if you went to Sonoma or Napa, and mm-hmm. you went to a tasting room, and you would go and uh, taste. You know, you you wouldn't have to have a reservation at all. Mm-hmm. You just go in and just do a tasting, and we have. Um, Five wines for six dollars, you know, on a tasting, and then you can add extra wines and buy bottles, or you could buy um, glasses, and um, that's how it works. Yeah, and you also have uh, small plates. You have food. We have small plates of you know local cheeses. Everything about us is local. That's awesome. You know, we have local um, beers. Yeah, I saw tap. that. You'd also do a local beer tasting. Yeah, and that's probably it's the, growing, man. <laughs> it was probably the best decision we ever made because not everybody that comes into a tasting room is all about wine, and so if you have this one person out of ten or two people out of ten that say, you know, I'd really uh, rather have wa- have beer than wine. It's available. Mm-hmm. And so we uh, rotate different beers 
we used to just, you know, for a while there was this only Boulevard. Now we, you know, have all these other ones like Torn Label and Cinder Block. And, Got it all. And Martin City and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I, I hope I don't leave anybody else out. Um, that um, we have beers that if you want to do a beer tasting, so be it. Yeah. And uh, I got to get, my girlfriend uh, is going to love this. She actually brought up your space and wanted to go. So three things she likes, wine, cheese plates, and olive. And you've got all of those. You have an olive uh, boat as well. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm definitely going to have to hit that up and just go to town and just get it all. Because uh, the menu you have on your website, I like all of these companies. I mean, you work with, you have shadow cheeses. You, I mean, there's, there is a lot of local flavor here. And, uh, we had a big, you uh, could do a whole day about this Clifton. We had yeah. a big, um, uh, uh, cheese tasting with uh, green dirt mm-hmm. on Sunday. How did that go? Oh, it was great. Cool. It, was, it was phenomenal. It was like 35 people, you know, tasting cheeses and drinking wine and <laughs> it's phenomenal. So, so one of the things is I've been to your space for, you know, Casey Business Journal events, uh, chamber events, uh, tech events. You guys have a, a lot of events that are held at your space. A lot of, you do a lot of events and people can rent it out, right? We probably do over a hundred events a year. Amazing. In our, our space. I would estimate, and you know, it's hard to estimate sometimes exactly how many people flow through your, pl- your place. But my estimation right now is 40,000 people. That's amazing. In the yeah. West Bottoms. And <laughs> you have a, there's a winery is 175 people capacity for the entire urban winery and then 100 people for the barrel room. Um, one thing, too, is it's got people to go down to the West Bottoms. Yep. I mean, people that maybe don't go there. Maybe they've gone there for the antiques at some point. Uh, or the you know they used to always go down there for the Big Twelve. Tournament. Oh right, right. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. you guys, you guys were you in existence when the Kemper was still functioning for tournaments? No. Were you down there? Okay, so you no. you came after that after the Sprint Center was built. Right. Okay. So what are your thoughts then talking about the West Bottoms with all this new stuff that they're proposing? I know the American Royals out. There's other things being proposed with uh uh what is it the uh uh, Mosaic Life Care Arena, Mosaic Life Care Arena, yeah. yeah, and all those different things. Sport, I mean, the East, well, that'll I bring the, more people. I, I down think there. the Mosaic um, uh, Youth Center is going to be really good because think about a, a bowl, and it kind of goes up, and they're going to build a second floor, mm-hmm. so you're going to have seating that is for the first floor, and then you're going to have seating for the second floor. Okay, and my wife. Um, She'd probably be better to tell me because she was going through there the other day. But I think it's been really, really good. And then um, uh, if we can get a couple more um, projects going in the West Bottoms, we will um, just bust out. Mm-hmm. I agree. And getting the people to live down there is going to be key. I think. You're going to have a lot of parents dropping kids off for soccer practice at the arena who are going to need a place to hang out for an hour they're going to make go about a block they're going to need some north wine to or Amagoni. beer that's right yeah. i the went Amagoni to uh, i went to Check another one of your uh establishments down there the west bottoms kitchen 
few weeks it's ago. really good and it is yes. very good they have it open for lunch uh yeah. clifton have you been there? i've not been there never even we'll have to it. go there sometime yeah. uh um, caesar salad is really good they had yeah. they had an amazing uh thing i had i mean it's 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 only open for lunch so if you're uh if you want to take the staff there it's great but uh Another new business that's down there. Uh, Amagoni Urban Winery is our guest today. The website is amagoni.com. You can rent out their bail room, their tasting room, their entire winery. You can go down there and do tastings, whether it's wine, beer. They also have uh, great small plate options, uh, all different kinds of things. And it's exciting because, uh, you know, we don't, I don't know if we have an urban winery. I think you might be one of the only ones we have in Kansas City. I think there's one over in the crossroads right now, but. Just just popping up recently, though. Kind of you guys up. have been there a while. Yeah, we've been um, And you had mentioned to me that you just moved your production over into that same building as well. Yeah, and what we can did. People look, can people watch Well, what production we're trying or? to do right now with, um, we were at a, like, two-block um, vicinity of where we had, did our production. We moved that all over to the first floor, which was the Bill Brady Gallery. And it's beautiful space. Um, we moved all of our production over there, and that's where all our case goods are, all of our big equipment, all of our drains now, and everything. And then um, I have, uh, like, uh, some of my associates, like Hillary uh, Hedges, she's going to um, develop a um, sensory class. Which would probably be the first thing in the Midwest where, you know, you come in and you, you know, a lot of wines have different, different sensory things like sage, and, you know, nutmeg and all this other stuff. And she's trying to develop a class that um, pretty much um, you can go in and smell all these different herbs and stuff and then smell the wine and, and cool. do it. That's very do cool. It. How many different types of wines do you guys make? We do about 14 right now. 14. Yeah. White, white, red. Right. Got them both. White you, red, you started yeah. you started to do some white I, re- I realized here on the website looking at some photos. You, you seem to be more of a red kind of guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got a couple of white wines too for people that maybe we like the whites. Five white wines. You got a Urban Bianco which is a blend and and then we got Chardonnay, and which is urban white. And then we've got a straight up uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, what, maybe three, maybe four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you you chose this career, like you're you're not in finance right now. You're running a company and you're making wine. I mean, what <laughs> what what has that been like? It's like when I talk to a banker who now is an entrepreneur. Right? Oh, they, you, you know, know, I used to work on Wall, Wall Street for a while. Okay. With GE Capital. Wow. And uh, all of a sudden, became very bored with that. You know, you made a lot of money, but at one point, I think everyone needs to consider that money isn't the object. Mm -hmm. It's more of what's your lifestyle all about. It's your relationships with other people and everything else. And... um, all of a sudden, they said, "This is not what my calling." Right. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, I could continue on Wall Street. I, you know, I was working with Jack Welch and everybody else with GE Capital and everything. This is not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. 
And so I uh, decided that this is what I needed to do is seek a different. Boy, are those two different things, aren't <laughs> yes. they? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yes. it's like, holy cow, this is like totally different. And then um, I feel so much more happy now mm-hmm. that I'm not working in a corporate job where I have to get up at 8 o'clock in the morning or 7 o'clock in the morning, get ready and be there mm-hmm. at 8. Mm-hmm. And I can do what the hell I want. Excuse my French. <laughs> <laughs> you can. You you, and, and you got edit you got that. wine there, too. To, yeah, edit that. If you want to have a glass of wine at 11 a.m., you can. Yeah, it, now the grapes, yeah, if I want a glass of wine at 11 a.m., I can have it. Um, or if I, whatever. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, we appreciate it. Michael Amagoni is our guest today. We have one segment left after the break. Clifton, I want to get into some of the products that uh, yeah. you guys have created besides wine. Uh, there's all kinds of things. If you go to the website, amagoni.com, you can find out more information. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking this out. You also have a uh, patio, if, I, if I'm correct, right? I've been outside of your property, and uh, I've had a glass of wine. Hope don't, don't, get, don't get me in trouble for that. Uh, we have Michael Amagoni in studio today. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for listening. I turn the music up, I got my records on I shut the world outside until the lights come on Maybe the streets are light, maybe the trees are gone I feel my heart stop beating to my favorite song I'm loving every second, minute, hour Bigger, better, stronger, power Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. I appreciate you staying with us today on 980 AM. And if you're listening via podcast on iTunes, Grill Nation Show, or on Stitcher Radio, I'm joined today again by Clifton Alexander, Reactor Design Studios, guest host and contributor to the show. Their website is reactorkc.com. He's the genius, creative Chuck Norris, branding expert here in Kansas City. He uh, has worked with this the, our guest today, Amagoni Urban Winery. Michael Amagoni is with us today. It's a great space in the West Bottoms. I'd urge you to check it out if you've never been down there. I'm looking forward to going back here now that it's getting uh, nicer out. The spring weather is here. Uh, looking forward to having some tastings down there, Michael, and some wine and cheese, if you will. And uh, excited to have you back on the show. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about... Not only do you guys create wine, you do you do private labeling for you know corporations if they want to put a label on a bottle of wine, just great gifts, uh, and also have your event space. You also have created a few concoctions, one of which is vino ketchup. <laughs> Tell us about that because I know Clifton had a hand in that. I've never thought about wine and ketchup together. I don't I don't know that a lot of people had thought about that. <laughs> you <laughs> so, know, the, yeah, well, you know, Clifton and I were like, whoa, what are we going to do here? And then. Um, we thought, well, how about uh, if we injected some wine inside of the ketchup? And then um, it turned out okay. And then we <laughs> used we used uh, original wands over off of Southwest Boulevards mm-hmm. to produce that, which they make about 600 labels of barbecue. Wow. Um, and then um, Clifton designed all of the label... And then we patented it and uh, trademarked it, and we now have vino ketchup. And it's been re- well-received. Um, we're down to, uh, out of 1,000 cases, we're down to like 12. So we'll probably need so another one. 
pretty well. It, it, it has a very retro look on the brand that you created. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it wasn't me specifically that created it. It was my team. Uh, they always do such a good job with that stuff. But it, it was something that we wanted, I know, to set apart a little bit from the Amagoni wine brand as something that could potentially set, set apart on the shelf. You just walk up to the shelf and you see vino ketchup. It could be in any grocery store or whatever. Um, it, was anybody else making vino ketchup at the time? And no, not, okay. not that I know of him. We just yeah. got a big contract from uh, Whole Foods. Awesome. It took us a year. I mean, yeah, right. so much bureaucracy sure. yeah, to right. go through this whole process. But you made it. And, and we made it. Very and we cool. made it through this process without being, you know, bloody and everything else. <laughs> um, but we got it, and they, they approved us. And I thank my wife, Carrie Amagoni, for that because her and Hillary Hedges um, forged ahead and got this whole thing done. And um, there's a little, there's a there's a great article that was written in uh, Feast Magazine about it, and it mentions that you got the formula down after Figure many trials. You got the formula down, and uh, sounds like you have a winner. You sold that much of it, right? And you got the deal with Whole Foods, so. I'm excited to try that. Have you tried it, Clifton? I it doesn't have, have any alcohol in it, I'm, right? Well, yeah, it, but it boils does it out. First. It right? boils out. Yeah. yeah, it boils. There's no alcohol left yeah. after it boils out. Yeah, it's more just the flavor profile, I guess, right? Right. Yeah, maybe a little tan. Makes sense, though. Makes sense. The two things, mm-hmm. you know, for flavor and uh, right. Well, everybody's doing flavored ketchup and mayos and stuff right now so when's the vino mayo coming out right? <laughs> yeah really really yeah that's, White the, wine. Next, that's the next wave right <laughs> not only have you guys conquered the vino ketchup world, you also did a deal with panache chocolate tears uh that was really a good deal i'm looking uh, on your website i, the I gotta credit hit, uh, hillary hedges for that because she uh said we need to do a, a you know chocolate for the um valentine's day I said, okay. So she went over to all these places, and the only one that would give her any um, any sense of, you know. Um, collaboration there. Collaboration yeah. was um, Panache. And they said, yeah, we've done this before. Huh. And, I, we, and she then did this whole deal. So that's all her. Well, yeah. I'm looking at your website. You have it in your happenings page on Amagoni.com. Pictures of the uh, chocolates, yeah, and those look they look they look delicious. And uh, they were hit on Valentine's Day, and it sounds like uh, you guys still sell them. Uh, you're still selling them. Yeah, you know, like I was talking with Clifton. I don't know if we we'll sell them all year round or or just um, during Valentine's Day. Well, Panache is a well as long as they keep selling you, just yeah. keep going, <laughs> keep going. Why not? You know. Don't stop. Yeah, right. Yeah, a lot of people. Chocolate and wine seem to blend. Yeah, pretty good. Match made in heaven. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Well, that's interesting. So look, you're 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 constantly looking at ways to be more entrepreneurial and create new new things, not just yeah. And then wine. Clifton designed our um our label for some olive oil. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's another thing you're looking into olive oil. Well, we're selling that heavy. I'm probably you know I probably sold. I don't know, 2,000 bottles of that. Now, do you sell those at the Urban Winery then? Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think any, um, maybe Sundry or somebody mm-hmm. else is carrying some of our olive oil, but we don't even have a, 
I, it's mostly at the urban winery, but I was um, at a uh, farmer's market in Paso Robles, and I was growing Arbequina, which is a, a, a Spanish varietal of olive oil, which was a very bad project for me <laughs> um, in uh, at the vineyard because you got to be pretty much arid the whole time of the year for olive trees to grow. So I tried it. Okay. <laughs> I failed. All right. Um, I can't win it every time. Maybe <laughs> if I can win nine out of ten, yeah, I'm good. not bad, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's not bad. It's it's a good batting average, right? Yeah. Um and um the um I was we were going through this farmer's market and she had some arbequina that was a hundred percent arbequina. And it's kinda got a little bit of peppery on the back. Yeah. And um I approached this gal and said, Will you allow me to uh private label your olive oil? And she said Absolutely. I love it. So we private labeled it, and then she sends me in the bottles. Clifton designed all of the labels, which is really cool design. Um, and so we we have this really good olive oil. And what most people don't understand is that olive oil has uh, a percentage of ibuprofen in it. Okay. Did not know really. that. Okay. So if you drink olive oil and you read a book called Extra Virgin, Extra Virginity, uh, it's a New York Times seller, <laughs> Extra Virginity, um, you would understand that um, there's the same enzymes in the olive oil as there is <laughs> in ibuprofen. Interesting, interesting So stuff. if you Cures drink a headache uh, and everything. You know, if you drank this olive oil, why Italians are so healthy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> in Italy, not in America. But yeah, no, really. Italian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael Amagoni, Amagoni mm. Winer, Urban Winery, down in the West Bottoms here in Kansas City. The website is amagoni.com. Appreciate you coming on this show today and sharing some information. I love your guys' logo, too, your Amagoni Urban Winery logo. It looks great on uh, your uh, your shirt you're wearing today. And uh, Clifton, do you have a hand in that? Our, our team definitely has okay. <laughs> yeah, thank, I, I, thank you much. If for there's something, us. if there's something like that, I would that I would wear that I see, you know, with a good label, I, you got to you got to call it out. But I appreciate you coming to this show, Clifton. Thanks for joining me again today and setting up the interviews. We really enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for listening today to Girl Nation. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one. Talk thanks soon. So much. Thanks thank so much. you very much, Michael.